listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Um, it's really wonderful to see you all here in, in God's house, worshiping together as God's family. Um, I took the readings from year A. It's always an option on this Sunday of Lent to take these readings. And um, this story from John chapter 4 of Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well is just one of my favorites. And uh, believe it or not, I read for us the, um, that was the shorter version. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, one of the great blessings uh, in my life that I've experienced over the years is the great privilege of making many pilgrimages to the Holy Land. How many of you have made a pilgrimage to Israel, to the Holy Land? To the... Okay. It's just us, okay? <laughs> and um, you may have heard people who've made pilgrimages to the Holy Land say things like, oh, it will change your life. You'll never read the Bible the same. And I used to get so annoyed with people like that until I became one of them, okay? It, it is just amazing. And I'll tell you, the, the first time that I uh, made a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, I, you know, I was a chaplain for a big group. And um, you, you go around to all the places where all the, the stories from the Bible um, particularly the events of the life of Jesus. And it is, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite places to go is this well. We still have the well. It's the only well in that area. A matter of fact, as many of these holy places, there is now a church on top. You can Google it. It's on Google. But there's a big church now, big, beautiful church. And you go into the church and then you go down some stairs to like an underground church, and right there is the well, a little chapel. And um, that well was ancient in the days of Jesus, right? That had been the well of Jacob, the well of the patriarchs. And um, boy, there are so many details in this story of Jesus encountering the Samaritan woman. You probably heard sermons or maybe read books yourself. And I'm just gonna go focus on one thing, okay? Um, I'll never forget it, being there at that well, and we pulled out a Bible, and we read this account, and we were right there, and then we had a drink. And it was so incredibly beautiful and moving, and um, <clears throat> I received a grace, which I'd like to share with you. Um, at that well, hearing this account of Jesus's conversation with this woman, Something really, like a light bulb over my head went off. It's just so powerful. And that grace kind of stayed with me for the rest of the pilgrimage. And uh, what ended up becoming my absolute favorite places in all of the places of the Holy Land are the places where Jesus encountered a person. And uh, I became aware of this reality, particularly this story, and we get to see how Jesus, who is God, how he interacted with her, how he treated her, and throughout the pilgrimage to the Holy Land and all these other places where we would go, it became so kind of um, electric 
and to realize that uh, with God, none of us are an anonymous face in a random crowd. I don't know how it works. I mean, the universe is huge. (laughs) And the God who not only created the universe, but holds everything in existence, he knows you. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. He knows how many hairs are on top of your head. That's easier for some of us, okay. This is amazing. And you know, there are so many things uh, in our faith that highlight this. And I just want to share with you, particularly as a priest, and you're performing sacraments, you know, when we do baptisms, I don't go around with like a bucket of water. I baptize you like as a crowd, like you baptize one person at a time. And when you baptize the person, you have to say, I baptize you. You may have heard in the news there were some deacons that were saying, we baptize you, and it was invalid. They had to redo those baptisms. The minister says, I baptize you, and then your name. Because it's Jesus who baptizes at that moment. Um, When you go to a wedding, and you see a husband and a wife exchange their vows, it's so incredibly intimate and personal. I, John, take you, Susan, to be my wife. You know, incredible. Um, I think for me, the most moving moment where this reality is highlighted is Holy Communion. You know, there are so many ways we could distribute Holy Communion would be a lot more practical and efficient. But pay attention to what we do because there's always a profound meaning why you come forward individually and the priest or the minister gives you Jesus. The body of Christ. Individually. And in some Eastern churches, the priest says the name of the person. Stephen received the body of Christ. Isn't that beautiful? It highlights something that is so incredibly deeply Catholic and Christian is the dignity and the value of every person made in the image and likeness of God. And it says in the catechism that when Jesus was dying on the cross, I'll never forget the first time I read this paragraph. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he knew and loved each one of us. Only God could do that. He knew and loved each one of us. So precious you are. And um, that's that's hard to believe sometimes, huh? That God would know me, that God would love me, that I would be precious in the eyes of God himself. And yes, I am talking to you. How beautiful that he comes to us in such um, humility. You know, in the Bible, whenever there's a man and a woman meeting at a well, it always means a wedding. And there is a discussion about her marriages in the, the, the longer version. In this, 
is what the Bible reveals is the best analogy for the relationship God wants to have with the church, but also with each one of us, the, the bride and the groom, this uh, incredible, tender, unique, and exclusive relationship of love. Isn't that beautiful? He comes to us inviting us to that intimacy. He comes to us um, humble and loving. He comes to us and meets us wherever we are. And then he invites us. He invites us. So, brothers and sisters, the season of Lent, and in particular at this Holy Mass, I invite you, particularly when you come forward to receive Jesus in Holy Communion, to open your hearts to him, to welcome him, to um, cherish the moments that he's so intimately present, and to thank him for his love, thank him for his mercy, thank him for his grace. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.